All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Tuesday. We've got a great show for you. We've been talking about election integrity so much. We've broken some of the most important stories in the world on this issue. And people talk to us, they ask us, you know, what is the big court case coming up on the horizon? Well, I believe it's the North Carolina case that the Supreme Court just took at the end of its session in June. This is a case that is going to decide whether legislatures really have the authority that the Constitution says they do to set the means, manner, and time of elections and not have the interference of a governor, of a court, as which has gone on in some of these redistricting cases. A very, very important story, and I've got the perfect person, somebody who's been on the front lines of election integrity. He's the man that helped expose what Mark Zuckerberg was doing to influence the election by giving tens of millions of dollars, actually over $300 million, to election judges around the country. He is Phil Klein. He is the director of the Amistad Project and, of course, one of the really great minds in all of election integrity. He's going to be our guest for the whole show today. I hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back after commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle, 
all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. If you're concerned about election integrity like I've been for a very long time, you know this next guest. He is one of the most influential and trusted voices when it comes to uh, election integrity. He's the director of the Amistad Project, a law professor at the Great Liberty University, and a good friend of the show, Phil Klein. Phil, great to have you back on the show. Good to be with you, John. Uh, I want to start with something that may have been the most consequential decision that came out on the final day of the Supreme Court session. Obviously, EPA versus West Virginia, a major, uh, West Virginia versus EPA, a major victory against the regulatory state. But I think the decision by the court to take on the North Carolina reapportionment case, the uh, redistricting case, uh, may have longer term consequences to the way our elections are conducted. Tell us how important in your mind the decision is for the court to take that case for the next term. Extraordinarily so. And what it does is, uh, arguably, it puts the power back where it should be, and that's the elected people at the state level to determine the time, place, and manner of elections as it is articulated in our Constitution. Now, John, over the past oh, three or four decades, there's been this push against what, what the media would portray as politics. In other words, we've got to hand it over to experts, and we've got to let people who are um, have, have blue-collar, or I'm, I'm sorry, blue-ribbon degrees and Harvard degrees and Yale degrees and Ivy League, and let them make these decisions. And the problem with that is that the left assumes that eliminates politics. It does not. What it does eliminate is accountability. So you got a redistricting case coming out of North Carolina. And, you know, politics has always been a part of redistricting. And it is no matter who decides the case. The difference is when the legislature decides it, 
then they're accountable to the people. And additionally, they are accountable to the court if they violate the Constitution, but not if they don't violate the Constitution. So it's an extraordinarily important case that provides one critical element in all things relating to elections, and that's accountability. You've got to have people who run the policy being accountable to the people or you can't fix the problem. Yeah, it's such a remarkable moment to see. And there is a lot of issues that can be clarified by this case. Obviously, the prime issue, and this is the ability of the legislature to create uh, redistricting based on the census reapportionment. But um, there are these states where legislatures have passed uh, election reforms, their Republican legislatures, and the Democratic governor vetoes them. Could the court consider those as part of this? Could could we perhaps end up at a place where legislators don't have to get a governor's signature in order to set the rules for um, elections? Well, there's that possibility as it relates to the um, determination of how you select the presidential electors, uh, because the Constitution gives that power directly to the state legislature. Now, there's a quite a court battle to be had as to what the the framers meant by the legislature of each state. But uh, yeah, that argument can be made. But I, I think what's most significant here is what you see generally on the left is a desire to consolidate all authority yeah. into Washington so and to consolidate even that authority away from elected leaders. Um, and it's, it's really, John, kind of a manifestation of a Marxist philosophy that government and bigger government can decide all things best. Yep. So every solution has to come from on high. We don't believe in in localized power, at least the left doesn't. And so that's why you, you, know, you might remember the uh, Senate uh, bill to consolidate or essentially federalize elections that failed uh, in this last session. They will continuously try to push power up to D.C., and I believe it's vitally important that the Republican Party try to push power down to people. Yeah, that's really the way the founding fathers intended it to. I mean, it's really clear when you study history, when you study um, the early speeches, the Federalist Papers, all that, you see that uh, the, the uh, founding fathers had this great distrust of a large centralized federal government, and they wanted the power constantly to be dragged back down to the people. And uh, the Democrats have really walked away from that, perhaps to their own peril with the electorate. It's going to be very interesting to see how people rule on big government socialism in this upcoming election. I want to ask you about a, a couple of good examples of where big government is trying to stomp on the will of the people. One of those occurred this uh, uh, in this last week with uh, the Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department, saying we're going to try to block the Arizona law that says uh, election officials must check uh, a voter's citizenship status before they can uh, be allowed to vote. This is odd because there's a 1996 law that was passed under Bill Clinton's era uh, that he signed into law that says non-citizens may not vote in federal elections. So if that law is to be enforced, you think that being able to check someone's citizenship status is a reasonable way to enforce that law. But uh, it seems like the Biden Justice Department wants to get in the way of the will of the Arizona legislature. Your take on that decision? Well, most certainly they are, and they're doing it by interpreting congressional legislation and where Congress has stepped in and tried to codify the manner in which voter ID might be uh, 
or identification of citizenship might occur. So if they're successful, it's only because of actions of Congress that would limit what state legislatures would do, not because the Constitution says you cannot engage in an effort to identify the legitimacy of the voter's identification as a citizen. So um, I, I think there are a couple of things to keep in mind regarding this. First of all, I firmly believe that the United States Supreme Court is the savior of individual liberty and federalism. And this court will continue to make decisions that defy the Biden administration's effort to consolidate authority and power in all areas, including elections. However, when Congress has passed a bill that has definitional items that can be um, broadly interpreted, it gives power to the executive branch, like the Biden administration, to decide that certain state laws are not in compliance with federal law that has passed. And they have a chance of winning because there the court only interprets congressional intent. So this is where I think we've both parties have failed at the national level, John. You, you have Republicans continuing to believe that in Congress they have to be relevant to all issues and, and they support federal laws that greatly constrain states in, in managing the election process, managing their funds, and all kinds of things. And, and that is contrary, I believe, to the will of the American people and our constitutional structure. Congress is not the repository of all wisdom. In fact, uh, the genius of America is around our kitchen tables and our local communities. It's people experiencing problems and, and getting together and solve, solving those problems. And, and we've forgotten that in this media age. Many of our congressmen run to the media to be relevant on any identified issue because they, have, they believe that they have to have something to say about it rather than saying, you know, it's not my job. That's your job to fix that. So the Biden administration has an opportunity here because we've had an overlook legislative Congress believing that they can fix all problems. And, and we have to move away from that. So again, I'm talking big picture as it relates to all kinds of policies. Our Republican Party, I've been a Republican all my life, right. has failed at the national level because they have often stood up and said, well, we got to fix what the people are clamoring um, to be fixed, rather than saying, you know, we believe in you exercising your freedom with the responsibility to fix that problem. Yeah, we trust and, you. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done that enough. Um, you know, when was the last time you heard a congressman say that? Yeah. Somebody demand something and then say, you know, that's not my job. That's that's your job. Um, they don't do that anymore. It's pretty remarkable fact that it's why so many people talk about Washington being a uniparty right now because Republicans often do it as often as Democrats. Obviously not to the extent of Democrats, but... There's that temptation to insert the federal government where our founding fathers never intended it to be inserted. And I think that's what makes the Supreme yeah, Court education. so interesting. Yeah. Education is a great example right now. Exactly. Um, you know, education occurs where a parent, a teacher, and a child interact, not in those windowless offices of bureaucrats in Washington. Such a great point. And you've seen it time and again over the last couple of years, particularly uh, where big government is trying to get in the way. I, I want to turn to uh, an issue that a lot of people I don't think have spent uh, time thinking about. And I, I think it's inf infused a lot of the the uh, early debates. We, we had this horrible episode on January 6th at the Capitol. People struck police officers. They went inside. They shouldn't have done those things. They should be prosecuted, just like the people who uh, blew up cars during the George Floyd uh, 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 protests deserve the same prosecution. But there is this idea now that 
any effort to influence or sway electors is somehow criminal. There's these criminal probes, the alternative elector slate, all of a sudden have become big issues at the Justice Department. But we, you know, we've taken a tour through history. In 1876, there were two slates of electors offered and Congress had a pick between them. Uh, there were Democrats both in 2000 and in 2016 uh, disputed elections and tried to uh, really pressure electors to go against, to be unfaithful, go against their will. None of those times were there any prosecution threats like there are now. Uh, is some of this, the, the Capitol behavior aside, because what happened in the Capitol was criminal, um, is some of this now a political weaponization of law enforcement? Absolutely. You know, I, I uh, traveled to uh, South Korea in 1994 as part of a government exchange program, and I was meeting with members of their Congress, and it was odd because the members of their Congress that I met with, many of them had served time in prison prior to being elected. And I finally got up the nerve to ask, why is that? And they said, well, look, what, what has happened here is we use government power against our enemies, and our enemies are those who seek office against us. So if we win, we use the power of government to criminalize their conduct, to punish them. And, and they said that we are trying to move away from that. We want to move towards America where there's an independent judiciary and the standard that the law applies equally to everyone. And, and they worked very hard in that direction. And we've gone the opposite direction. We are criminalizing political speech. Now, back up a second. Does anybody seriously believe that President Trump tried to organize an armed coup with violence to break into the Capitol building and commit violence and to assume a presidency or a kingship or whatever through a violent overthrow of the U.S. Capitol? Does anybody truly believe that? And you got to say no. So, so why are, is the left trying to, ass, to assign to the president criminal conduct when what he was doing was speaking about his belief that the election was, was he, he'll say, stolen? I believe that it was unlawful. I believe that we have great evidence to demonstrate that it was um, applied in a way where Democrat strongholds receive special benefits to turn out to yeah. vote and Republican strongholds had the vote suppressed. I believe we were able to prove that. But the president was saying, this is wrong. We ought to reconsider it. We ought to have more time. That's not a coup. That's not criminal. And to call it criminal and to investigate it like it's a crime is seriously concerning because if you applied it equally we'd have a lot of people in prison right now and speaking of 2016 it was nancy pelosi's daughter it christine was christine pelosi. pelosi yeah she helped lead an effort to delay the electoral college vote to have protests in all the states at the date that they gathered those protests resulted in riots um, assaults upon law enforcement destruction of property death threats to electors they premised a lot of their effort on the lie that there was rush uh, russian and trump collusion that lie was fermented and developed within the Hillary Clinton campaign. So everything you see January 6th talking about and applying to Trump applies to that effort. And we can go back in history, John, and we see numerous times where the Constitution did, it worked. Now, things were hard fought. 
You had disputes as it relates to electors. You had competing sets of electors sent up to the Electoral College. People were very frank about why they were doing that, just as they were this time. I don't think there was a secret about these electors. They were meeting and having news releases about what they were doing. So it's not like they were trying to fool anybody on what they were doing. Um, and And actually, it's directly analogous to 1960 in Hawaii. And in Hawaii, the Democrats claimed they won the state and they sued, but the governor certified the Nixon electors rather than the Kennedy electors because the official tally and canvas said Nixon had won the election. So that lawsuit is pending. So what the Democrats did is they sent uh, the electoral certificate up to the National Archivist, which they're supposed to do, to be considered by the Senate. And that reading of that certificate says we are the duly elected and certified electors. They They weren't. The Republicans were, but everybody knew what was going on. Nobody believed there was this giant secret fraud, which the left is trying to prove through a Hollywood producer, an ABC News producer that they put out there to run their show for them. And, 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 and a member of the committee has already published a book about his efforts. Unreal. Jamie Raskin, yeah. who, was, who was, by the way, one of the Democrats back in 2016. He was. He was part of the pressure squad, squad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, that, that language in that 1960 Democrat certificate reads exactly like these so-called false electors that Trump was setting up. Yeah. Or that... sending up there. And then, and then what happened is Vice President Richard Nixon, who, who was the candidate for president, as he certified, the court ruled in favor of the Democrats after these certificates had been set up. So Nixon set aside the Republican certificate and accepted the Democrat certificate. Yeah, no, it's pretty remarkable. It really is. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more amazing news right after the break. Thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Phil, I want to step back for a second because I, I think you talked about the distrust that Americans increasingly have of this big government uh, socialism. Uh, the federal government's going to solve everything, even if it tramples on rights. Um, the it has created a uh, opposite uh, equal reaction in the red states, particularly led by their attorneys general, uh, to uh, reinvigorate federalism, to reinvigorate state rights, and they've had some significant, significant uh, victories in the courts over the last two years. Uh, have the Democrats unexpectedly, or uh, is the the silver lining to the Democrats' big government thing that they revive federalism in America? Well, I, I think uh, this has been coming um, for a long time, John. Yeah. And the Supreme Court of the United States is going to be our savior because that court, and I've had the honor of arguing before twice, and I've, I've truly respected their endeavor to understand the purpose and meaning of law that's being applied in the Constitution. And, and that Constitution is a radical document on behalf of individual liberty. And, and what you've seen on the left And unfortunately, sometimes Republicans have played along with this, is you see a desire to consolidate authority. Now, on the left, that comes from a Marxist philosophy that your rights are dependent upon the group that you're a member of. In other words, government has jurisdiction over thought. It has jurisdiction over speech because it knows the right way. It is the solution. And if you speak against what it's trying to accomplish, you are the enemy and you could be treated differently. And we see that breaking out on the left now. We see it with the January 6th investigation as contrasted with what happened in 2016, with the January 6th approach as what contrasted with the riots during 2020. You see it in the expenditure of funds. You know, Obama providing funds only for union uh, companies in certain instances, uh, trying to direct all behavior through government policy because the left believes it has all the answers and it can fix everything. So when the left believes there's coercion that is necessary in speech. And you can go back, you know, there's a uh, Herbert Marcuse, who is a American uh, German philosopher, political scientist who wrote extensively on left policy in 1969, wrote an article called the, the pure tolerance. The, the, I, don't, I don't think he used the word evil, but he criticized tolerance in speech and said we need to suppress government needs to suppress the right and elevate the, the holy and and pure speech of the left. And, and that's what they believe. They believe that's best. You see that movement emanating from things like hate speech laws yeah. that now have become and tried to apply to conservative thinking. And I'm not talking about white supremacy. I'm talking about if you raise your voice and question the election, you're considered an enemy of the state by the left and a threat to democracy. Remarkably. And I remember laughing when a Wall Street Journal reporter asked me this. They said, Mr. Klein, just by challenging these election results, and as you know, John, we were challenging the use of more money than the federal government spent in the election given by one person yeah. into election offices dictating policy. And, and they yeah. said, aren't Mark you Zuckerberg undermining democracy? Yeah. Yes. I, I remember laughing and saying, undermining democracy is questioning the performance of government. It's stunning to me. It is. It is. But yeah. they, they've come up with these lines and they've got an echo chamber in the media. But here's something they can't have uh, ever a vision. When you did the initial work exposing Mark Zuckerberg in the Center for uh, Civic and Tech, uh, uh, Tech and Civic Life, the, all the 
donations that were going from Zuckerberg to these uh, election judges. Now there are 20 states, 20 states. We just did this story yesterday. 20 states that have are in the process of banning uh, that practice. You have to feel good that you brought it to the attention of so many people. And now finally it's getting addressed, certainly in red states. Uh, surprised or not surprised that legislators took that seriously and are, are rooting that money out solely. Yeah, they're starting to. And and the problem we have now is the Biden administration is backfilling it now yeah. through agency grants yep. to those same nonprofits. That's right. So, so now the federal taxpayer dollar, rather than Zuckerberg and, and the leftist billionaires, are still going to play. Um, and as you know, John, it, it was Zuckerberg is at the tip of the iceberg of that story. Um, but but uh, now the Biden administration is using the federal government. And and it's it's. You know, if, if you step back and you look at the administration's policies, in, in a large sense, the consistency that you find is that it views many of the American people as the enemy of the good state. And it, it, it tries to reduce their freedom, reduce their speech, because they're considered enemies. And America was not built on that presumption. It was built on the presumption that it's individuals exercising their freedom with responsibility and allowing that freedom, even if you disagree, that is the core function of government to protect that. And, and no nation that is not peopled with persons willing to defend the freedom of those with whom they disagree will remain free. And that's the problem we have right now. We need, we need both conservatives to stand up and say, you know, I think that guy's an idiot, but I don't mind if he exposes himself and speaks it. Yep, because that's what and, our and founding fathers intended. Yes, that is the vigor. That's the measure of the strength of a democracy, how much it can allow free thought and free speech. And you know what? The measurement of America right now is not very good in that area. No, and we used to be the beacon of free speech for an entire world. We were the inspiration for people who were suffering in banana republics that they could come here and they would get their free speech and their liberty. And now we're now some days people look at who came from those countries saying, wait, I didn't come here for this. This is not what I, I signed up for. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, last yeah. question for you before we go to commercial break. Um, there is this historic uh, ruling that the Supreme Court made overturning Roe v. Wade, sending the issues back to the states. You've been warning very cogently on social media and your TV appearances that one thing to be watching for is that the Biden administration may try to use the power of the purse and hold states hostage saying, hey, you won't get your federal funds unless you allow abortion. Uh, how serious a threat is that as you look out over the Biden administration strategy? Well, very. Um, you know, it is the holy grail of, of leftist politics is abortion. And it's abortion on demand. And that's an important point. You know, America overwhelmingly would support restrictions on abortion. They certainly would support restrictions on the aborting abortion of a viable child. And right. The reality in this country that's not been recognized because they've played word games and, and they've also had a media cabal that supported them is there aren't abortions to save the life of the mother that have been restricted. That doesn't happen. Um, I reviewed the records of over 10,000 abortions in Kansas by a premier late term abortionist. And he had claimed before I got those records that all of his abortions were to save the life of the mother. None of them were, John. Not a one. We have abortion. We've had abortion on demand in this country for whatever reason up to the moment of birth. 
for several decades after Roe. And we've been so radical, our nation has forced it, has exported it, has tied our federal dollar aid to foreign nations based on the provision of what we call reproductive health care. So um, we've been very, very radical in the world. There are restrictions on abortions in Europe that, that the left here would call radical uh, pro-life and extremist. You know, France and, and Germany, they have restrictions after like 15 weeks on abortions. Yeah. So, so it's the, the, the whole issue has been centered on lies and misrepresentations as to what it is. Now, the Biden administration will use every bit of their authority, whether it be declaring emergencies for reproductive health. You know, they, they love these emergencies because it allows them to bypass, bypass the democratic process, and you have to go to court to stop them. So I, I believe that they will declare a public emergency on reproductive health, they will also start tying Medicaid, Medicare dollars, and other dollars unless Congress puts a stop to it and uh, to the provision of abortion services. They'll do everything possible. And, and also, it's important for people to recognize that the fears of the left of what this decision in Dobbs means will not be met. You know, I remember when it first came down, I said, you're going to have states offer abortion tourism. And what do you think California is doing? Yeah, that's that's a reality now. It isn't just a threat. They're actually doing it. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's not nearly as dangerous and frightening as what the left claims. And I've always found that in the arguments about that, there's not the concern about the women. There's a concern about generating fear, because with fear as the emotion, you can grab votes, you can raise money. And as much as anything, this is about the midterm elections right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, uh, you have been warning and proven right so many times over the last many years, uh, Phil. It's, you're such a, a treasure for our American public. How do people follow the good work you're doing at Liberty that you're doing uh, at Amistad Project? What's the best way to stay in touch with all the great work you're doing? Well, my, my Twitter is, uh, uh, is it a hashtag or pound symbol? What is that? It's an at sign, at Phil Decline, right? Yeah, Phil Decline, Phil with two L's. And then um, you can follow some of our election work. Amistad, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I am running the Amistad project, right. but it's not a real uh, public face. Right. Um, you can go to the AmericanVotersAlliance.org and learn some of what we're doing. We're affiliated with uh, the American Voters Alliance. And yeah. They do great Important work. Important stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, Phil, we're a huge fan of what you do. We're always blessed when you come on the show. We learn so much. And uh, usually four months later, everything you say comes true. And then people are like, I remember hearing that from Phil Klein. That's why we That's why we bring you on this great show. Thank you so much for your time yeah, well, today. Thank you. Great to have you, you on. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. So grateful that you can spend some time with us. We enjoy having you here at justthenews.com, at John Solomon Reports. And of course, if you need a news fix, we got you covered 24-7 with breaking headlines, investigative scoops, enterprise reporting, big picture stories, big newsmaker interviews. Go check us out all the time at justthenews.com or even better yet, go download the Just the News app in the iOS, Apple, and Android, Google stores. A great way to read listen and watch just the news content yep we have video we have radio we've got text you should check us out every day on the just the news app easy to download from ios and the android store thanks for joining us we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of john solomon reports a podcast from just the news folks everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.